What is up, everyone? I'm Chrissy. I'm Yessi. And you're listening to the season finale of this Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast. We're coming at you live from the living room studio in Denver. And today we've officially arrested half of Modestep. Welcome, Josh. How's it going? London-based Modestep was originally formed in 2010 and has morphed into a god-tier dubstep duo featuring Josh Friend and Pat Lundy. The performers are legends in the scene with tons of chart-topping hits and larger-than-life appearances at the world's biggest festivals. They're some of the most prominent thought leaders in all of EDM, and we're so excited to have you here today, Josh. Oh, thank you. That was a, that was a good, good introduction right there. Yes, he likes my bio. That was well, great. It was great. Well, Josh, it was great to meet you at the Endless Summer Nights Drive-In. That was a, a fun night. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, that was the first experience I've had in like eight months of like being around people and, and loud music and really just, yeah, yeah. That was like big culture shock. It was strange just going to a city that's not California and just, yeah, yeah. Not Los yeah. Angeles. And yeah, it was just weird. Just totally different, totally different. Come out of my bubble for, for a minute and uh, see people enjoying themselves. It was great. Yeah, I would say the same thing because that was my first show and in a while. Excision was my last show. We went right. there when he stopped by in Denver back in March. I was there. I was there. Oh, yeah. That's right. You How were. Could we forget? That was my last show as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we share that in common. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really strange because there were so many people that I was meeting for the first time in person that I had talked mm -hmm. to online. And I was like, should I give you a hug or handshake, elbow? Yeah, like, elbow <laughs> it was like awkward, but also like exciting. And it was just a really interesting experience. But it right? was a fun weekend. Yeah, I, th I thought it was, um, as far as like an experiment is concerned. I mean, like, yeah, when you've been sat at home that long, you just want to know what the future might look like. And that felt like somewhere in the regions, what maybe it's going to look like for a bit of time. So mm -hmm. I feel like drive-ins are definitely here to stay. Like they're kind of sweeping America at this point. You guys are really lucky because you've got like all the infrastructure there for driving movies and stuff like that. Like other countries don't do that. So like the UK doesn't have any of that stuff, so they can't put on these shows. So it feels like uh, because America's got all of these drive-in theater like locations all around the country, uh, America's like leading doing shows right now, which is it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if any other countries were doing anything similar, but I honestly don't think so. I feel like no. other countries are way ahead of us anyways, so this is probably a stage we'll be in for a while now. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't seem like it's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. So. Well, didn't I thought this photo was taken in the UK. Remember, there was that one photo that was blowing up of like different pods where people had like their own little VIP sitting area. Wasn't that in the yeah. UK? I don't think it was. Ah, oh, no, it was. You're right. But that was like that was like five months ago. The UK is like fully back lockdown. You can't leave your house. Yeah. Like they're like four weeks of crazy. You can't go anywhere. So, yeah, they're like they're they're really. I think it might be worse than America right now over there. To be honest. Yeah, I think I I think they just hit a million cases like this mm -hmm. weekend, and mm -hmm. they're shutting everything down except for schools. I was reading about it. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound fun. And about a month ago, I was about to go home. And then it seems like I made the right decision last minute to, to stay. So I, I canceled my flight last second just on a gut instinct that maybe the UK is going to go downhill as well. And it, yeah, it turned out to be right. Yeah. So like, have you been stuck here all year long in the USA? Like how, how has quarantine played out for you? So we moved here like a year and a half ago. So we've like spent most of the times that we've been in America 
uh, in, in lockdown. So it's, yeah, it's weird, like moving here and then like getting the culture shock of, like I lived in London my whole life for 30 years and then I moved here and it's like, oh my God, this is, this is so different. And then pandemic happened. I'm like, okay, well, this is just different to everything. There's mm-hmm. like, nothing has existed like this. So um, yeah, just a really weird, weird experience and weird time to move somewhere, I guess. Especially going from London to, are you in LA? Yeah. Yeah, LA oh. is like probably a different world. I've never been there. It's very, a place. Very different. Yeah, <laughs> very, very, very different. Yeah, like London people tell you exactly what they think when they think it, and LA do they do the total opposite. So it's um, people think I'm really rude, and I think people don't give me anything. So there's like this weird, uh, yeah, like uh, cultural clash there. Interesting. Yeah, like what's been the biggest cultural shock for you? Food is like the number mm-hmm. one thing that I'm I'm struggling with big time in America. Um, like I don't like in the UK, I didn't eat well, but in order to keep the same level of, of what I was eating, I have to eat well here. Like there's that kind of difference between like, uh, how much sugar is in stuff and how much stuff is processed. And yeah, it's hard work eating in America. That's, that's the hardest thing for me. You don't want to eat in and out seven days a week. I'll have it once a month for sure, <laughs> right. but uh, yeah, every day is, yep, no, no thank or you. A, or a voodoo donuts or... I like voodoo donuts. You know what? Again, like first time I went to Portland, it's Portland, right? Where they got the voodoo donuts? I think is so, it... yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they and have one, one in... here in Denver oh, as well. Oh, okay. There's one in Denver. I think there's one in Austin as well now. I'm not sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. they. Um, the first time I went there was like 2013 and... Um, we went to go uh, to the desk to get our donuts, and the guy was like, uh, yeah, just pick 12. I was like, oh, I don't want 12. Yeah, like, yeah. I just want like one or two. He was like, oh no, the guy knew who you were. He just paid for 12 for you, so just pick what you want. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Dang, getting free dozen donuts because right? of you are you. That was the best. I think you'd just been at our show. It was like just down the road from where we played, so yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, recently it was Halloween and we saw a spooky picture of you on Instagram. We mm. saw some Modestep themed pumpkins. What did mm-hmm. you do for Halloween? I did nothing. I did nothing. I'm in LA. There's nothing to do. So we stayed at home. Yeah, <laughs> I, can really, I was like laying in bed all night watching the block party. Right? Yeah. Block party. That's what I did. Yeah. I was hanging around in a Minecraft world for, for Halloween, which is fun as well. Like it was great. Really enjoyed the, the block party, but um. Yeah, nothing. And that's another thing. Like me and my girlfriend love like dark stuff. We like, you know, I'm covered in tattoos and stuff. So like we, we enjoy that stuff. And that, that was one of the big exciting things when we moved to America. It's like they take Halloween so serious. We're going to have so much fun. We've just never done anything. So That's so funny. I wished my Dutch friend a happy Halloween on Saturday. And he was like, well, Chris, we don't really celebrate Halloween here, but thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. <laughs> so that's, nice. that's another thing. Like in the UK, Halloween is just like an excuse to maybe go and throw an egg at someone. That's about it. But over here, it's like, it's like Christmas. It's as big as Christmas. It's crazy yeah people go all out here and people were literally creating like candy shoots yeah oh that's awesome that's yeah. really cool it's funny because i i work at a engineering university and i live in the neighborhood where all the students live and so i was driving home the other day and the four engineering dudes that lived down the street from me it was like the first time i ever saw them come out of their house they were building this like 30 foot pipeline that was a candy shoot and they had a huge <laughs> sign that said candy shoot with like a huge arrow and so That's they so did cool. the engineering thing to engineer halloween this year with covid 
That's awesome. I'm surprised people weren't selling them. That's like a really smart idea. Someone right? should be selling those. Yeah. You got to get it up on Amazon like a month before. Yeah, I think we're a bit late on that one now. <laughs> Honestly, someone probably was selling them, but who knows? Someone's always it, coming up with some new inventions, especially during cardboard. COVID. Yeah, true. There's been a lot of opportunities, I guess, in, in that world. <laughs> um, so you recently released the track called Lost My Way. And oh, yeah. I, I saw you say that the track basically wrote itself like the day before deadline. Mm-hmm. What does this track mean to you guys? Um, I, I would like to say like initially it was just a sample that like I basically recorded this giant sample pack and like recorded like 200 to 300 phrases and that was one of the phrases was I lost my way so like I would have sung it totally not even intending on it being a song but then when I dragged it into the tune I was like oh you know what this is this is like a cool meaningful like what's going on right now so then I ended up writing verses around kind of um yes it's supposed to be about like people that are split up because of covid that was actually like the idea i had in my head and i had a cool idea for a music video where like it was a a love story through a pane of glass like something like that Mm -hmm. and um yeah that's basically what it was was like um lost my way without you because we can't be together because the situation's going on that was the uh, yeah yeah, that was the vibe i was going for on it but yeah it definitely just wrote itself it was really really uh, a natural thing that just I had a deadline and the day before I didn't have a song and I had a song for the deadline. So, yeah. So this was one of the thousand plus samples in the pack that you just released. This one made it into a full song. Yeah. In fact, um, I just dropped on the Disciple YouTube, like a run through of the, like how I built the whole song and every sample in that song is from the sample pack. So it's literally like constructed out of the sample pack. And that's oh, that's like twelve hundred sounds, right? There's a lot in there, yeah. There's a lot in that in that that beast of a sample pack. If you want to get it, splice.com. Yeah, for everyone listening, go get it now. Cop that <laughs> Thank <pack>. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the questions that I have for you: You've had the chance to travel the whole world for your career, but I have to ask. What was it like to have Shaq, a.k.a. DJ Diesel, headbanging in the pit at your Tomorrowland set last year? That was some weird, weird, like, you know how, like, the whole of the lot, like, basically since, like, 2015, everything has felt like a simulation, right? Everything is just bizarre. And that was my most, like, we're in a simulation moment I think I've had since, this, since like, all the craziness has been going on. And um, I just remember, like, we were backstage just before, I think we were eating food. There was a restaurant backstage at Tomorrowland and we just seen Shaq walk past like the top of his head, like <laughs> miles. I was like, that's fucking Shaquille O'Neal. Like, oh my God, what the Let's crazy. Go. I, I was like, okay, he's gone now. So, all right, well, we just saw Shaq anyway, kept eating our food. And then as we came to do our, our set, I look over to the left and he's just standing there. Like, you can't miss him. He's you can't miss him. Guy. You really can't he's miss him. He's a beast. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? If I get this guy's attention, he might stay for the whole set. So I turned all the music down. I was like, I see you, Mr. DJ Diesel, like, with like a full British accent. Call him out. And he kind of gave me the nod like that. And I was like, okay, I think I got him. About two tunes in, he takes his top off and he starts climbing into the crowd. And I'm like, well, this could not get more crazy. And I just remember the whole, sh- the whole set, the whole show, I was just looking at Pat, just like, the fuck is going on? What is happening? And then I didn't know, but Kill the Noise was at the side of the stage filming the whole thing. And by the time I got off stage, it had already had like 100 million views on like all these different sporting websites on ESPN and all these big American sports sites that I had no idea about until oh then. 
That is so <laughs> fun. Because I remember seeing it like right after you guys went on. It Somehow it showed up on my phone and I was like, oh my God. Because we were at that stage the year before for Kezo's set. Oh, nice. We love that So stage. sick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I had no idea. So I, you get off and it was literally like every minute that went past, it had been passed to another thing. It was like another million, another 200 million. I was just like... Oh shit. All right. Well, that's the power of Shaq, I guess. That's the definition of going viral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Literally. <laughs> I love Tomorrowland. So sad oh, that it didn't happen this year. I know. We were supposed to be back there again this year. And that was my first time was the Shaq experience. So I'm thinking like if I go back there every time, it's going to be something magical or crazy that happens there. Mm -hmm. You got to camp to get the full experience. Dreamville mm. is like a whole nother planet, honestly. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. But literally the one thing that I have to say about, like, I love Tomorrowland, but the one thing that you and I just could not stand was the chanting, the nonstop oh. chanting. Oh <laughs> what were people doing? What festival chants? Like, hey. Oh, oh. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like at every single stage. And we were like, stop ruining the song. <laughs> and then Dimitri Vegas and Like yeah. Mike, like, okay, they're fun, but Like Mike, please, you just need to stop talking every like 30 seconds. Like, come on, dude, I'm trying to enjoy the music here. <laughs> it's funny, these guys are like getting on now. They're getting a bit older and it's kind of getting a bit like, every time they go back, it's like a family reunion and they think they can talk sure. to the crowd. But most of the people who are there are like, foreign people who really just want to dance <laughs> and just have a good time and don't really understand half of what they're saying anyway but yeah I, i'm with you it's getting a little on the cheesy side but yeah, yeah that's or kind like of walking, that's part of the walking magic. back to the campsite people would always be like oh my gosh. hey hey baby oh yeah <laughs> or they'd be singing bella ciao and it was funny because bella ciao. the world or what was it the world cup <laughs> was the weekend before we went. And we think that everyone was just like still drunk from the weekend before. And that's why they were being so annoying. <laughs> I don't know, it could just be Europeans. Cause I, I, a lot of like English festivals used to be the same. They used to be like weird chants, like people go around just shouting butt scratcher for no reason. <laughs> butt scratcher, butt scratcher, you know, like from Family Guy. Yeah, super weird. I, I, it might just be a European thing that people go around shouting things. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. we haven't been to enough European festivals to tell yet. <laughs> But what I do like is that I could find like people in their 40s, like moms going with their kids. Mm -hmm. And over here in America, people think you're like stupid or you're just like, a hippie or something, yeah, right? A hippie. And you, yeah. yeah, you get judged really, really easily. But my first European festival was Amsterdam Music Festival. It I was there the for Amsterdam amazing. Dance Week. Whew. So sick. So, so much, fun. much fun. So well, I think that's because festival culture in America is still really young. Like even when we first started Mode Step and I came over here and like, I think 2012, I played EDC and it was just like a bit of scaffolding with a few stages. It wasn't like some crazy firework, mad festival, everybody wearing crazy stuff like that didn't exist. And I feel like over since then that that whole kind of culture has developed. But because we've been doing that, like Glastonbury started, God knows how many years ago, 30 years ago, 40, no, 50 years ago, because I went wow. to the 50th reunion, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of culture, and I guess people, when they were, you know, 50 years old, 50 years ago, people went, and now they're grown up, and they still want to go, and they want to take their family and introduce them to it. I think that will happen over here in, like, mm -hmm. maybe 10 years, when all these ravers get, you know, old. 
I could totally see some of my friends taking their kids to EDC. Exactly. I probably exactly. would be that mom. There you go. That's I'd what be I'm like, saying. you have to have earplugs though. That's my oh, one yeah. thing. No, exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I find that happens a lot at, at Glastonbury. You see like kids with on their dad's shoulders wearing like big ear defenders and stuff. It's cool. Ear defenders. It. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what What would you say is like the craziest festival experience you've ever had? Uh, it, or most all, memorable. It's always the same one. It's always we we basically um, played to this festival in Poland that is called uh, Woodstock Festival. It's not the the Woodstock Festival. It's their own version, but it's a free festival. So Poland's oh. like the majority of people there don't have a lot of money, right? So when there's a free festival, oh my god! Okay, seven hundred and fifty thousand people showed oh up to this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, and we were headlining Dude. the show. And they don't have they don't have security. They don't have anything. It's just a stage in the middle of an empty city, and they just fill the city with people, um, and they just camp. Just I mean, we're talking miles and miles of people, and um, we headlined that show, and it was like another one of those simulation moments where I was like, I am like, I am I'm I'm not. I'm the, uh, what, what's the guy at the front of the orchestra who does this? The, uh, the conductor. conductor. <laughs> right, so I'm the conductor to a, a horde of zombies. That's what it felt like. It felt Polish like- Polish zombies. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, oh, it was so, so like nothing else I've ever experienced in my life. I got like the perfect amount of drunk before I went on. So there was just no nerves at all. Just went up there with full attitude and it was, oh, it was, yeah, best moment ever. And I think we're in like Guinness World Records for top 10 biggest shows that ever existed ever, so pretty cool wow i was gonna say you can now say that in your career you've played woodstock and Mm -hmm. you've played for three quarters of a million people exactly not not many if any people in dubstep in fact i'm gonna go ahead and say like nobody in dubstep has played to that many people i can wear that on my shirt proud Tomorrowland is that big no it's not glastonbury is two hundred and fifty thousand people and this is like yeah three times the size jeez that's insane i Mm mm-hmm Oh my god! Stage, stage fright. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to picture that because at Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. I felt like I don't know. I just felt like a tiny person there. And you uh-huh. look around like we were down in the pit, like in the main stage area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just look up, like in the it's grass crazy, area, and you're just like, "Wow, I am so tiny." And there's that also looks thousands. even bigger because it's kind of like this shape. You've got people mm-hmm. going up and then going down, so you see like all the way around. It was weird because I played at night at this this. Woodstock festival and it was just so many people that you just couldn't see the end of it and now and again a light would like flick out and you'd just be like oh my god there's people all the way back there as well literally wherever light touches there is just solid people yeah it's crazy in fact if you want to watch it it's on youtube type mode step woodstock it's yeah the whole thing's on there it's crazy i don't even know of a venue that could hold that many people they you just said they had it like in the streets or something it was in a field in a in giant a fi- field okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Middle it was of just, nowhere. Wow. <laughs> yeah, middle of absolute nowhere. Yeah, and people travel all up and down Poland and like uh, hitchhike. And a lot of people, we, we went out into the festival during the day and there was just people who had no money. They just hitchhiked there and they were trading things in order to get food, in order to get booze. Like, it's just a crazy culture that was really, yeah, it's cool. Really, really cool. So what other type of music do they have there? It's mainly a rock festival. So like we used to do a lot of rock uh, crossover uh, festival stuff. In fact, we've probably played more rock festivals than we have electronic music festivals. That's um, sick. So yeah, it was mainly like metal and, and yeah, hardcore music and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I really want to hit up more European festivals. Like Perucaville is on the list. Cream That's Page, a good one. Rampage, of course. Creamfield. Rampage the best one for sure. Creamfield's <laughs> also amazing, but a little bit uh, on the scummy side. I think I think that's fair to say. Like everyone's totally <laughs> twisted, totally <laughs> twisted. You will not find a single person in there who can construct a sentence. Everyone's fucked. But that's sometimes what you're after in a festival. I don't know. Sounds like Coachella. <laughs> yeah, Coachella's a weird one, man. Have you guys been to Coachella? I've been three years in a row. <laughs> it's a strange one. Like we played it, we played it one year. Uh, so I've only been once, but I, I found like the not drinking anywhere thing to be quite strange. Like you have to drink in a pen, which was oh, a little yeah. bit odd, a little bit strange. Um, and it felt very like pretty. Everyone was just very like on their best mm-hmm. behavior and like ready for photo opportunities and stuff like that. That's why you go to Coachella for the Instagram. Right. Right, exactly. It felt more like that than some of the other festivals where people just go to wild out and yeah. But maybe I caught yeah. it early on. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I went super early on. I started going in 2014 and then I went 15 and 16. So I feel like 2014, that was definitely like the best year in my opinion. And Instagram wasn't really a big thing at the time, I don't think. Okay. Or at least No, probably not. No, you're it. right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I feel like now Coachella has grown into this whole like social media culture where you're like you have to go and look your best like who wore it better the influencers and it's all about the influencers now and it's no, not really about with... the experience or good music they'll definitely all be with like a backpack with a bunch of different products that they're going yeah. to like this right? is my this is my tea in they're front like, of the main use stage Claire so. 15 for 15% off <laughs> use the code blah 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 and get 20% off your order <laughs> flat tummies <laughs> yeah literally they have like diamonds all over it. no yeah. I can't say I haven't done that before <laughs> at least the diamond on the face thing not I've the product definitely sponsorship done that. thing <laughs> I've definitely done the diamond on the face so yeah I'm with you there as well I'm with you yeah there. <laughs> well Josh I have a question for you with anyone who's trying to make it right now, if you could give your 21-year-old self any piece of advice, what would it be? Man, this is such a difficult one. A few people have asked me this like during lockdown and it's like, I don't know. I don't know right now. That's the thing I wouldn't even know. I feel really like, I actually feel really bad for a lot of the artists who are killing it right now and not able to play their first shows, their first like, there's a few like Papa Khan, for example, mm-hmm. like he should be playing his first tour right now. And the advice I would give him is just keep doing what you're doing, but the industry isn't even facilitating amazing talent right now. So I don't even know. I don't know what kind of advice I would give. Just keep making good music. That's always my advice, to be honest. Yeah, I'll just stick to that. Keep making good music. Keep just being authentically you. Um, Don't do anything to to fit into any norms because those are the ones that just kind of fly under the radar just be you unapologetically you and uh yeah make good music those are like the two things that i can Mm. i can offer up yeah and if you always have good intentions nothing bad will ever happen to you in the end oh i I like to think that that would be the way but i'm starting to feel like maybe i don't know because I keep doing nice things and people hate me for it. So That's just know. on Twitter. Ignore yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I'm starting to. I think today was my last day on Twitter. I'm done. Yeah. I deleted my Twitter like six years ago now. It's been like yeah. six years now. If Thank I could, God I did. If I could do it, obviously I need it for Mode Step. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm going to be one of those guys that when I have a single out, I post, hey guys, here's my single. And that's it. That's right. the only opinion I am giving on Twitter ever again. I'm over it. 
I know. I feel like I could post the simplest thing and like I'll get ripped for it or I'll get canceled. You know? Yeah, um, but people like I don't know. They look for for a reason to hurt you. Like it's weird. They they read into something you haven't written. They kind of insinuate you've said something you haven't, and then they'll jump on you for something you haven't said. And it's oh, it's really not constructive. I don't like it. It's super toxic. Yeah, toxic's the only way to describe it. Yeah, but again, like you said, it's hard when you're running a business. You have to be on pretty much every social media, yep. even like TikTok, as much as we hate that platform. We've got to have a presence on that. I've never even downloaded it. You know, I've never used it. Should I be? Should I have done that? I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> you're no. not missing it. <laughs> no? Am I not missing it? Okay, good. Well, you are actually missing videos of us uh, right. doing little jigs in the mosh okay. pit at the Excision oh. show from March. So, so I am missing things then. All right, well... Or doing the high knees in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely missing things now. All right. Let me get TikTok. To there you go. It. We follow back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole, it's just another social media platform to take care of. And it's just mm -hmm. not worth the energy, to be honest. If what you're doing now works for you and if you're monetizing as much mm -hmm. as possible, then there's really no need. Yeah, fair. I, I don't even know if you can monetize off TikTok. I'm not even sure if there's like a way to earn from it, is there? Other than like advertising campaigns and things. Not, it's kind of like Instagram. It's not necessarily on, like you get paid based off just of views. You want to be an influencer, but, right? Yeah, influencers. So it's just like mm -hmm. Instagram. You mm -hmm. get people to pay you to promote their stuff. Well, I'll say it right now. Nobody needs my influence. So I'm just going to probably stay away. There you go. Let's keep <laughs> it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, we have the lightning <laughs> round. So oh, damn. you've probably okay. done this before. It's just like quick answers. We have about nine or 10 questions for you. So quickly, I'll get started. What are your dog's names? Fuji and Mac. Aw. <laughs> are they nearby so we can say hi? Go get them if you wanted. Oh, wait. What time is it? Yeah, I can go get them if you want. Do you want me to go and get them? Grab them. Yes. All right, two seconds. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, they're eating. They're, we can't pull them away from their food. Uh, uh, once they've eaten in probably about eight seconds, they'll probably run up to the door anyway. Dinner time. <laughs> yep, yep, I understand. It's probably because they know that we're going to hold them in custody. <gasps> you can't possibly. I'll fight the FBI for that. You might have to have the CIA come after us in that case. All right. Well, I'll, I'll start doing whatever it is the CI does. Investigate <laughs> Hacking. things, I guess. Hacking. Yeah, investigate. <laughs> Intelligence type stuff. You should know you're the FBI, girls. Come on. Right? Oh, uh -oh. The dubstep uh -oh. CIA no one, no one heard that. Us. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. No one heard that. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. UK dub or US dub? Ooh, UK dub, of course. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I have an older brother and a younger brother. Where did you go to university? Uh, Westminster University. How many shows have you played in your whole life? <gasps> Probably about 1,400, something like that. In that, wait. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be easy, that, if not more. You're an expert. I've done a few, yeah, definitely done a few of them. Come here, come here, come here, stinky boy, come on. Come on, come on. Oh. Oh. Okay, this one's Fuji. Aw, what a little cute. Hey, stinky boy. Aw, so cute. Can you hear them? He just had his dinner. Yep, just licking all of the 
all the residue off his mouth. <laughs> and then, oh, here's the other one who's just... Coming. Just chilling. Oh, all right, he wants to play. I'm not playing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what kind of computer do you have? I have a MacBook. Must have, yeah. Uh, not for me. Oh, nope. Android girl over here. Hold on, I'm also on Android. Hey! Oh. <laughs> wow, you're the first person I've met who has a MacBook and an Android. Well, I also have a PC, and my next phone's going to be an iPhone. Okay. Weird, right? She's slowly working her way to converting me to Apple. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's weird. Every, every uh, few years when the new phones come out, I just decide which one's better and then go for that. So I'm like fine using either one. And there's really very little difference between the two. Yeah, the only thing is that I like it when the messages pop up on my MacBook and on my phone. Yeah, see, British people use WhatsApp, which has WhatsApp web. So, like, majority of my friends talk to me on WhatsApp or Discord or like, Instagram. I can, I can see that all on my computer anyway. But, yeah, iMessage is good. Yeah. I, still have that, I still have that as well on my, on my laptop, but I can't get it on my phone. So, a bit confusing for other people. Okay, what are your must-haves in the studio? Must-haves. A microphone, um, a laptop, and a pair of headphones. That's it. That's all you need. No special items? Mm-mm. Me. Okay. Simplicity. Mm-hmm. Dig it. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> the hardest question. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's the toughest one. I think it would just be flying just because I dream about flying all the time. So it'd be cool to actually do it in real life and not just dream about it all the time. Yeah, I would want to be invisible. Invisibility, yeah, it would be between the two, but flying though, flying is kind of invisible as well, and you get to fly, I don't know, that's... That's better, because then you don't have to drive anywhere. Don't have to drive, no traffic, you can go anywhere in the world really quickly, but then being invisible... I would just invisible... teleport. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. teleportation! Hmm. Okay. Maybe I'll change mine then. No, I'm going flying. I'm going flying. Final, Final answer. answer. Final answer. Okay, SoundCloud or Spotify? Oh. I'm going to go... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, Spotify. Even though I don't want to, Spotify. Same. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much everyone says Spotify. Yeah, SoundCloud had its opportunity to be amazing, um, but it kind of, like, has always fallen a little bit short of everyone's expectations, and then... SoundCloud I hate because they don't pay me enough. So between the two, I hate them yeah. both. But yeah, I choose Spotify. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good choice. So who are your biggest mentors? My biggest mentors? Um, I guess if we're talking like people when I was coming up and helping me out, Roscoe was one person who like, I've met. And they always say, don't meet your heroes, don't meet your idols. And I met him, he was the nicest person ever. And we've been really good friends since. So I'd say Roscoe, for sure. Um, Funk Case as well, in the early days, like, as far as the circus lot go, Funk Case and Cookie Monster as well. Both those two yeah. guys, like they were the only two in the early days who didn't turn their back on us and, and, and just kind of make it. They just welcomed us with like open arms and everyone else is a bit like, fuck these guys in the charts. They haven't worked as hard as we have, you know? Mm -hmm. But Cookie and Funk Case were just like just naturally lovely people. Yeah. I'll never forget seeing Resco play barefoot at Red Rocks last year. Always barefoot. Yeah. Always with the best dance moves on the planet. 
right? <laughs> He's like skipping around. I, I lit because I can't see very well. I had to turn to my friend and be like, "Is he barefoot up there?" And my friend was like, "Yeah, he always plays barefoot. What are you uh-huh. talking about?" <laughs> yep, yep. Ever since I've known him, shoes always off. He has like little thing where he puts his shoes and sometimes just plays in his socks. But yeah, all around the world, he does the same brilliant thing. I love him. That's awesome. I wish I would have been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait till Red Rock season. Red Rock mm-hmm. season is back. Oh, I've never played. We we got booked to play it like once and it fell through. I can't wait. I, I really want to play that place. Seems like a dream. I've never even been. It's such an amazing venue. Yeah, I honestly yeah. have no words. Just From what go. I see, yeah, it just looks like a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to play it. I, fingers crossed soon. Yes, hopefully next year. I mean, you've played everywhere else. So if Red Rocks is the only place you have yet to play, then we're going to make it happen. Someone book me, please. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We'll help you. We'll find a way. Yes. Thank you, investigators. (laughs) Well, Josh, do you have any final words for all of our listeners here today? Um, Final words. Uh, Yeah, I got some final words. Here we go. Elections coming up. In fact, it's right now. Um, and no matter what happens, everyone should just love each other and just be friendly and, and realize we're all people. And no matter what we believe or we think, we don't always believe and think the same thing because tomorrow we might think something different. So never hate anyone for anything they think. Just give them a hug. Love it. Yeah. Well, Josh, thank you so much. This was our season one finale. So it was really awesome to have you as a guest. And it's just crazy how quickly this time flew by. Mm -hmm. I can't believe the season one is already over. And Christine, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the artists who joined us in the first season. And so for anyone who's listening right now, let us know in the comments who else you would like to see as a guest for season two. We're in the planning stages right now. So just let us know. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to follow Josh on all social media platforms. And... We'll see you all Mm -hmm. in the new year, next rave, wherever it may be. Keep chasing dreams.